Welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number Nine. And this is the full. <laughs> uh, okay, welcome everyone. We're just still figuring a lot of the technical stuff out. Um, and also, there's a good chance we will not get to see a single over of Cricket Bold today. Yeah, it's looking very much that way. Yeah. So but I see tomorrow's a bit better forecast. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So the uh the the uh teams have been whittled down to their fifteens and like what many people were thinking, I think New Zealand's big change is they've dropped Mitchell Santner and brought in Ajaz Patel. I think you and I were talking about this. Yes, yes. Uh, I think both of, both of us like podcast. this change. Yes, it's a very good podcast. A uh, very good change. As saying, uh, we had we recorded our podcast last week, but it would have gone live today. Um, yeah. But that's where we were talking about it. And yeah, I think India, and I have to go have a look, pretty sure India have named the 11 as well. Um, have they... Yeah, New Zealand was waiting, but um, listening to an interview with Gary Stead um, uh, this morning, it sounded very much like with the rain around and the wet that AJ's Patel may not actually get picked in the final 11, that just go with all seamers. Um, he didn't confirm it, but he was talking well, about how green the wicket was, the weather, the lack of heat, and the formula that had got New Zealand so far and wanting to stick with it. And so that was generally a pace attack. So, Yeah. So India have, and there was a little bit of speculation about this. They have gone with three seamers and two uh, spinners in their lineup. Um, also, I like this. Uh, I like it. Um, I personally think it's a different case with uh, New Zealand. Ajaz Patel is still, uh, you know, doesn't he's, he's still establishing his test career, yeah. whereas uh, Ravi Chandra Ashwin is probably the second best off spinner to have ever existed. Yeah, and uh, and Jadeja is probably the best all rounder in the world. Yes, at the moment. And I think with the Jadeja, you're almost guaranteeing that you're going to get an, a wicket with him from his fielding, at least one, if not two or three. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. he'll pull off like an amazing catch or like a great run out that only he could do. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, really like that. Um, I think the batters really for India, they kind of picked themselves. Um, the, yeah, yeah. You're going to get the... Uh, sh- Shubhaman Gill open with uh, uh, Rohit Sharma, excuse me, uh, with the the new wall, uh, Chiteshwar Pajara, uh, <laughs> Pajara at number three, with Virat Kohli at number four, and Ajinka Rehane at number five. That's pretty strong batting lineup, your top order. Yes, and it's very strong. Rishabh Pant coming in at number six, really that and Ravinder Jadeja coming in at number seven. That's a very strong batting lineup. That it's super strong. Um, but yeah, and that's part of why India's here, right? So that's 
It's always yeah. going to be hard for them, and that's just it is a formidable um, batting lineup. Yeah, it's just yeah. And the uh, did they name which pay, uh, which uh, which Pacers were making it? I'm assuming Boomra is being picked because he's Boomra. Yes, and... they know they did have it somewhere. I was um, where was it? Because I think five specialist bats are the way to go with in this in this match. Because both sides, I think, yeah. have a very decent uh, wicket keeper uh, who can bat at number six. Um, obviously, I think India Rishabh Pant is a better keeper, but uh, sorry, a better batter. But I think uh, uh, B.J. Watling is a better wicket keeper, and I think it's been shown statistically. New Zealand slip cordon and behind the wicket have been really strong in the Test yeah, World yeah. Championship, getting their catches. Um, so that's where I think the fielding is a bit even. India have like your game breakers, like your Ravindra Jadejas, who can get wickets on the field, and New Zealand have a really strong slip cordon and just you know everybody's solid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Where was it? Oh, here, paces for India. Paces: Mohammad Siraj, Umesh Yadav. Uh, oh, these are the ones that missed out. Siraj and Yadav missed out, so they've got okay. um, Ishant Sharmi and Boomer for their pace. Okay. So the basically the senior two senior bowlers Ishan Sharma and Mohammed Shami mm. were picked. Um, Mohammed Siraj, I think, is a bit unlucky to miss out. I think because yeah, yeah. he's a swing bowler. Yeah, I would. There was a bit too. of a yeah. I, there was a bit of talk that he might be the guy who takes the first change, and because in the Duke balls, as in England and New Zealand have found, it only starts to swing after about eight overs because that's when the lacquer starts coming off. Yeah, yeah. Because your name is Jimmy Anderson. Yes, basically. And yeah. the if he was coming in at first change, Boomer can bowl at any time. And Boomer is a pretty yeah. good first change bowler too. So they're not losing anything, I think, with uh Ishan Sharma or Mohammed Shami uh opening the bowling. No no I with New Zealand I think this is the thing, right? Do they go with the, I I'm a bit uh worried if they don't go with the spinner because Southampton does take turn uh yeah, after yeah. the third day and generally might take some turn even before then. And I think good spin bowlers don't really need the pitch. No. The because the I think uh, uh, the value Ajaz Patel has shown is that he's very good at holding up the end and you know putting pressure on the batsman while the bowler the pace bowlers are taking a break and then they come in and you know basically finish the job off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I don't think Colin de Grandhomme or Daryl Mitchell would do with their bowling. I think if you know those. If you're bowling someone like Daryl Mitchell, who uh, then the batters are basically gonna, you know, they're gonna get recharged, and then the bowlers will be, you know, the, the, yeah, when yeah, yeah. the pace bowlers come back on, they're gonna have a tough time. Um, it also puts a lot of pressure on Neil Wagner because he's the guy who gets the wickets in the middle of the over before the ball starts to reverse. Yeah, exactly. So I agree, agree with you. I think. Taking the spinner is a better option. 
I think they yeah. just may be tempted given the weather for um, conditions. And I'm going to go paste a, an image in Discord chat of the Black Caps lounging. Um, and the weather does not look particularly good. Yeah, that, that a, does not. So I, yeah, I think sounding from what Gary Steed sounded like, that was going to be the main consideration was whether they felt it was going to be seen bowler friendly enough to take all the... I mean, I don't mind if they take a another seam bowler, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I think if they were to take Matt Henry, for example, uh, I can dig it, you know? Mm. It's not one I agree with, but I go, yeah, that's... Because that's at least another bowler. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it will be uh, Colin Durant-Home and Jameson, then the Wagner. Um, so take the two all-rounders as yeah. opposed to... So Matt Henry could be a good one as well because he's uh, uh, almost an all-rounder anyway. Like, his batting's pretty good. Yeah, and as is Kyle Jameson. Yeah, well, Kyle Jameson's actually an all-rounder. He's just... They haven't been playing him as that more as to let him get blooded into um, test cricket more than yeah. anything. Like, clearly Jameson will be the, an all-round pick, an all-rounder pick going forward. Um, I think they just try not to put too much pressure on him to start with to have to get runs and wickets. Like let him settle into the team and then then start picking him as an all-rounder and, and expect both from him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think that's his career. Um, I mean, I kind of get it. He's a big guy. We don't want him to go the Jacob Oram route picking up injuries because he's big and it's just it's we just know that these things now with analytics that a bigger the bigger you are the more things that can go wrong in your bowling action yeah yeah exactly uh so but that i think that in a way like help making him also bat kind of extends that his career maybe as a cricketer yeah yeah um well gives him something else i guess as well that he can as he goes on, he can and doesn't have to rely on his bowling. He's got his batting yeah. as well. Like it's, it's, you can do both, and you can rest him both ways. Then, um, in that he can still be in the team and just reduce our overs for bowling, or play an extra batter or another batting all rounder above him and push him down so he doesn't have to. Um, his batting so contribution is not important. So we have a request to speak from Nyquist. Ooh. Oh yeah, is he on there? Are we ready to bring He's on in Discord? Are we ready to bring in a? a oh, oh, there is. Are we ready to bring in an invite? We this, are. This, we are. Is this an appropriate part of the thing? Let's invite old Nyquist. I think if I click on that, is that? Yeah. Hello, Hi, Hello. Nyquist. How are you doing? Hi, how's it going, man? Good. You good? So. But I've been th- I've been listening to what you guys have been saying. A couple of things that caught my attention is just how wet the pitch is going to be down in Southampton. Yeah, and yeah. it's just going to require quite a lot of adjustment from certainly the New Zealand side, but also the Indian side because have like they expect the pitch to be waterlogged. Um, the the like the rain yesterday because I'm up I'm up in London was so heavy. That it sort of just covered, uh, it it raised pools of water. So who do you reckon they're going to change their 
if whoever wins first is going to have to adapt to the pitch very fast. Yeah. Who do you reckon? What do you reckon the batting lineup's going to look like if it's uh, for either side? Yeah, India has already named their eleven. So as we were saying, the yeah. India's batting lineup picks itself. There's no question in my mind that you pick, uh, you pick Pujara, you pick, uh, you pick Kohli, and you pick Chinka Rehane. And yeah. the current two openers, that's, the, that's probably the biggest question mark because Rohit Sharma and Shubhaman Gill have never opened in England. All right. In any form of cricket, I don't think. Wow. So yeah, that, that's going to be interesting for them as well then. They haven't opened in England before together. It's a very deep batting lineup India have. All the way yeah. with, like I said, Ravi Ashwin batting at eight. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a long, long batting and I think we all we've we know what Chiteshwar Prijara is capable of doing with the bat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The new wall, as we say. Yeah. What do you reckon New Zealand's going to be like then? New Zealand, I think, if Devin Conway had less experience in England, we'd be a bit more worried. But you know, he. Played pretty well against both uh, Broad and Anderson last week, so yeah. I think he's adapted to Test cricket pretty well. It, it's a different ask to go against India because those two are really good bowlers, but Bumrah just brings something different to yeah. the table. Yeah. And he—it's like if you haven't played a player like him before, just having that sidearm sling action. Is, can be difficult to deal with, but I don't think Boomer is going to open based on their uh, what they're doing with their bowling lineup. Uh, I think they're going to open with uh, Mohammed Shami and Ishant Sharma, the old veteran Ishant Sharma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, thirty is old in the cricket teams these days. Yeah. <laughs> is, he, is he thirty yet? I think Ishant Sharma might be thirty-two, thirty-three. Right. Yeah. Easy enough. Uh, there are, yeah, there's advantages to having a, a young team because India has certainly been growing from strength to strength. New Zealand's at the top of the game right now, though. Yeah. So 32 yeah. years old, exactly. Born in 1988. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. nearly 33. He... Makes me feel like an old man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, three Bumra, oldies, yeah, there's. Umrah and Shami are like, yeah, they're, that's, that's a very good three ball, uh, th- uh, main three for India. And mm. I wouldn't have messed with it myself. I was only wondering whether they would take in a Mohammed Siraj instead of one of the spinners. Uh, but they decided not to. And as we mentioned earlier, me and Adam agreed that was the better idea yeah, from yeah. India. So who's, the, who's the 12th man then? Have they got a little bit of bowling if they need to swap out the deep batting lineup? Well, you've got 15 players because you are allowed to substitute people in for concussion protocol now. Yeah. So they usually pick batters as your 12th man because if you have a batsman come out with a concussion, you want to replace them with another bat. Uh, so I think uh, Vihari will be there. Um, and the I don't, I think they might pick a couple more bowlers. 
Uh, well, they've got Siraj and Yudav in there. And I don't know who else uh, uh, they have in that squad that would come in if they did have to use a concussion protocol, which I hope doesn't happen because that would be yeah, pretty yeah. crap for that player. Crap. Yeah. yeah, the rhythm on Saha. So, yeah, that's obviously you need the backup keeper in there in case something happens to the keeper, to Pant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that there's not a lot of pace bowling in either side this time around. Um, I think the the two best pace bowling lineups in the world. And with all due respect to Pat Cummins in Australia <laughs> and <laughs> Kagiso Rabada in South Africa, like I think as a team, these three, the three in India, Shami, Sharma, and uh, Bumrah, and your three lines in New Zealand with. Uh, Saudi Bolt and Neil Wagner are the three best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like they're basically the two best bowling lineups, and uh, I think it's also reflected with you know how the you know basically I think all six of those players are in the top ten top test bowlers at, uh, in the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. And New Zealand apparently have never lost a test match with the Golden Four, with uh, those three plus Carl uh, uh, Jamieson. Yeah, well, that's only this year in New Zealand, so it's... Yeah, and last tests. year against India and New Zealand, yeah, yeah. which was where Carl Jamieson came, uh, uh, kind of like announced himself onto the test cricket scene. Yeah, yeah. As like... Uh... Yeah, that uh, was pretty epic. I think basically India are probably the best test playing side in the world. Yeah, at the moment, and they've proven it by winning away from home really well, uh, especially yeah, yeah. in Australia. But I think New Zealand have the side that are basically the basically it's the rock. If it's a rock paper scissors thing, New Zealand is like the scissors to India's paper yeah. because <laughs> the I think like in that top order like. Tom Latham, Kane Williamson, and Ross Taylor are all very good against spin bowling, and they have decent records in India and against India. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially uh, in these sort of conditions, and you've got the bowling lineup who are also done, who have also done well against India, especially Carl Jamieson. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I have to say I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to going down to the fourth day, but I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I was going to get I down think, to some Southampton on Monday. I think it's yes. meant to be reasonably fine on Monday for Southampton. Yeah, it's supposed like to tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow and Monday, yeah. is it? As I remember. Yeah. Not much for the other days. The other days are all going to be horrible. Maybe day six. Yeah. We might get three days out of this. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's leaning towards a draw. Whichever team is going to do poorly is going to lean into trying to run out the clock. Yeah, because yeah. they they've pretty much lost today. I reckon. I don't think yeah, they're no, gonna play today. I think it's uh, does, guaranteed. I think it is guaranteed, but they do have a reserve day for this yeah. exact reason. Yeah, um, but they, if 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 they lose Sunday as well, then yeah, yeah, I they I think they're going to get maybe two or three days of play, and then what they can out of Sunday and Tuesday. But I don't know if that's going to be particularly um, helpful I mean, for. Even a... if all they did, even if all they did is get two teams to bat in innings each, even if it ends up in a uh, in a draw with that, that's still better at least 
then like all six days washed out and we got not a single ball being bowled. Yeah. <laughs> like it, the draw does mean that both sides share the mace. I don't know how that works. Like, is there like Virat Kohli will keep it for a couple of weekends and then it goes to Kane Williamson like every <laughs> alternate no. weekend. This is <laughs> the custom <laughs> arrangement. Yeah. Surely yeah. it'd be something simpler than that, you know, just, you know, because they get on right so they have like shared holidays together with the mace and everything it's it's a very they'll stay over and stuff have sleepovers yeah. it'll be fine yep no it's um it's either that or a sudden death over i'd, I'd like to see a sudden death over i think <laughs> new zealanders are allergic to super overs <laughs> yes. as a general rule yeah <laughs> Still too soon. Especially in England. Too soon. <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. I guess so. Yeah. Um, uh, well, um, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Do you reckon there'll be any play today? Or is it completely cancelled um, for today? They haven't cancelled it because it's England and the weather can change. But I think people have assumed it was going to ch- yeah. basically be washed out even looks from like- a couple of days ago. They yeah, may so. potentially get an hour's play at the end of the day if it stops raining just early enough and they can get it dry, but that might be all they get. Like Looking at the percentages, yeah. it's still 70% chance of heavy rain at 4 o'clock this afternoon in Southampton. So, Well, while we shouldn't ignore is while this match is happening, India, the Indian women team are playing oh, their yeah. first test match in almost... Eight years. Finally, after getting paid for going into the semi-finals last month, after yeah. uh, <laughs> after an English journalist kicked up enough of a fuss, the <laughs> uh, they get to play Test cricket against England, and they're currently in England. Uh, won the toss, batted first, got three ninety six for nine, declared, which is a very good score in women's uh, Test cricket. That's very good. And India has. Uh, are at 187 for five, trailing by 209 runs, but I think they're about another 100-ish runs to avoid the follow-on. Sorry, another five or six runs to avoid the follow-on. Yeah, yeah. So the the story of the game so far, uh, um, Shafali Verma, who's 17-year-old, making her test debut, got a 96. Wow, uh, that's very good. Wow, that's good. Hit 13 fours and two sixes, so not bad. Just short of her um, hundred. Before yes, she tried to hit a six to get a hundred, obviously. Because <laughs> <Obviously. yep. laughs> if you follow women's cricket at all, that's exactly what you'd expect from her. So well done. Smriti Madhana, the other opener, who's like at the old hand of the team, she's got seventy-eight. So good yeah, yeah. so far from the Indian team. Like they'd be a bit. Uh, they've got Harmapreet Kaur coming in who I think is the best player in that team who's car- sorry, currently batting who's the best player in that yeah. team in my opinion and they did, she looks like they did have a bit of a collapse there after the yeah. others got out yep, so, did really well. yeah so I, wa- I caught a bit of it towards the end of the day when I woke up this morning um, the Charlotte Edwards was saying that because I thought, oh, well, yeah, India's going to power on now, bat through T, you know, freely yeah, and yeah. You know, get to, like, close to 250, 260. And she was saying, look, in women's cricket, at the end of the day, last session, things can happen. 
and yeah. the bowlers should and it's basically because they don't get the chance to play as much red ball cricket as the men and develop that long game like uh because you need a lot of mental resilience and that's not something you're born with that's not talent you just have to keep training that and if you Practice, don't get the opportunity yeah. you're not really gonna be able to do it but yeah it's good that they're playing the game um yeah, yeah. looks very close so that one could be a barn burner looks like but oh. i think it's raining up there too in oh no where they're playing that game yeah actually yeah they've just started the crick info the crick info stream for it um espn's there and it's yeah afraid the weather outlook isn't hugely positive huge splodge of rains heading down towards their gas bowl so arrive in bristol any minute okay so apparently that rain in southampton is going literally to rain on the parade of the women uh yeah uh, so both teams are gonna miss out unfortunately on the first day but Mm. yeah who do you think if we're gonna have uh wait on what uh the while we're waiting do we have any predictions? Who do we like as our top scorer for the game? Assuming we get innings, obviously. Assuming we have innings. Uh, well, me personally, I'm hoping for a, a good, good solid innings from Kane and and, um, and and Ross Taylor as well to really take the game by the struff. Um, and so from a New Zealand yeah. point of view, I would, I would really hope that both of them push on. I know yeah. Kane's been battling his elbow, um, though listening to the interviews, it does sound like he's it's better and he was yeah. rested. It would, be, it would be really good to see Ross Taylor get a good score because yeah. it's going to be one of his last test matches, I think. And like, I think we all agree Ross Taylor is like a legend yeah. for the New Zealand cricket team. He's been there for so long and... yeah. And he's one of those people whose jersey is already on the thing to be retired because in New Zealand, if you've played 200 games in the one ODI team, your jersey is automatically retired. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of nice. So yeah, pl- nice. including him, the Nathan Astle, uh, Chris Harris, and Daniel Vittori, Stephen Fleming, and Chris Keynes have all their jerseys retired. Oh, nice. On the ODI uh, so nobody can pick number nine, number seven, number eleven, uh, number forty-four, which I believe is Ross Taylor's. And yeah, yeah, can't remember Chris Harris's number for the life of me, because he hasn't played in so long, and now yeah. it makes sense because nobody took his number. Yeah. <laughs> it was a high number, as I remember. He had some ridiculously yeah, I think high it number. Was like, I think it was like thirty-seven or something like that. No, no, thirty-seven was Gavin Larson. Yeah, yeah, There's something like that. Uh, I have to look it up. Um, but I did like in the last test against England, Taylor did seem to bat himself back into some form. He was looking pretty, was pretty good in both those. Team. He could yeah. have easily just like taken his time, gotten himself into some knock, but he just basically batted for the team, powered yeah. through to nice. But he looked good, and the signalling uh, at nice Lords as well. Yeah, Is yeah, it? exactly. And that was also uh, batting for the team, where he just went out and they wanted uh, quick runs, and he got them. So yeah. Both times, I think he... And I think we like to see this version of Ross Taylor that twice, you know, bats his natural game. It's a nice free... Um, well, also... 
Also, he's good at fast runs. Yeah. He's just better at it, yeah. Yeah. And on the other side with India, I think we there's the usual suspects, but I have a bit of a soft spot for Shubhaman Gill. He's still only, I think, 20 years old, only on his fifth game. He's yeah, yeah. got... He's been out on 99 for <laughs> India, and he's gotten a oh, couple no. of 90s. Like him, once I want to be one of those people who are, you know, announces himself. Like he's already announced himself because he's did yeah, well yeah. in that Australian tour. But you know, get his first century in a World Cup final. That'd be pretty cool. Especially, yeah, that would be pretty cool. yeah it's a good place There's to get a ton of Yeah. Is he opening? Oh yeah, that's he right. Is the he is. That's right. That's right. He's basically been the wonder kid of Indian cricket for a long time, and he finally got his chance. And I think in India, it doesn't matter where you'd rather bat, you bat where the team needs you to bat. <laughs> yeah. Because there's just so many good players. You bat where you get it. put, because you're in the team. Well, it's also India's got a huge batting lineup, so yeah, it it, it can play with tactical positioning of bat- batsmen based on their Based yeah. on their play style, which is not a thing that you can do much. Sorry, guys, I got a call, but I will. All right, I no worries. All good. Uh, I don't know if you heard. But, uh, I'm just going to put myself on mute. Okay. Hey, right. Ian, how's it going? Let's not mute. Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm uh, on a podcast with my mates about the cricket because they're they're podcast. I'll mute him for himself. I muted him. <laughs> okay. I think Fair I enough. can move him to the audience anyway. There we go. Okay, okay. You can go back to being an audience member. Great. That's all good. But... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. If you... Uh-oh. Now I lost the number nine. How did that happen? Hey, sorry about Yay. that. I accidentally, I accidentally went into one of the other chat rooms by mistake. All right. Uh, but yeah, if you're too shy to talk on the voice chat, absolutely throw us throw down, uh, throw down the DMs and yeah. get on either the Twitch chat or the uh, Discord. We can go over and, and have a. I'll do a shout out and a bit of stuff into the Twitch chat because we do have. Three users over there. Puhampai, Commander Root, and another TV viewer. So, hi to you guys. Hi, guys. Hi, Twitch. I sent a text. I sent a message over there. See how I'm not sure if any of them are actually paying attention or not. We'll find out. Yes. And... Oh. Sky's got some warm up. has got some highlights from previous games. They're showing a warm up from the 2019 World Cup where we played India in England. So yeah, that was a that was an interesting game. Like I think that also kind of fits into the narrative of New Zealand kind of being a uh, it's a it's a matchup thing, right? It's the yeah, yeah. It, we're the Pikachu to their Blastoise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I went with I that reference. 
Because, you know, I'm trying to get down and funky with the kids. They're still into the Pokemon, right? That's what they like. Yeah, totally. Or is it just us? Is it our age group that like Pokemon? No, no. To be fair, if you go to actual kids, my son and his friends are totally into Pokemon cards so much. It's not funny. Yeah, I think my daughter just... She found uh, Pokemon a bit traumatic because in the first episode they get attacked by a flock of birds and you know what her primal fear is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the the one for her, I guess. And then after that she was just like, no, this show's too scary. I'm not watching Pokemon. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah, and yeah. I, also she disliked that in Shrek... Princess Fiona decided to stay as an ogre at the end. She was like, this is not... I don't like this ending. Because <laughs> she liked Shrek all the way to until the end. And I was like, okay, so you just sort of like... I don't like the moral of this story. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear, yeah. Uh, I like how she just didn't... Yeah, like, moral of the story. No, no. I want my stuff. About my princess. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, now, if they do get some play later in the day, uh, if you win the toss, what should what would you do? I think if I win the toss... Yeah. I think I bowl. Especially if I'm New Zealand with our pace attack. Um, because... It's going to be seam ball friendly to begin with, and it's going to be on and off anyway. So you're as batting, you're going to be stopping and starting. The ball's going to be, who knows what it's going to do. Um, it's going to be too much uncertainty. It may be yeah. too wet for it to do too much, um, in which case it thing. But I think it'd be too much for spatting because the ball might do too much. Um, you're going to be stopping and starting, so you're never going to get set in your bowling in your batting. So yeah. Yeah, it just seems but, to me it's better to it's better to bowl. Yeah, I, you know my feelings on the toss. If you win the yeah. toss, bat, and if the conditions look like they're really good for bowling, you think for a minute and then you bat. Yes, yes. But uh, especially, but this is the thing: neither side have home advantage in this game. Like to an extent, New Zealand might do. Um, there's been a lot of talk that this might be a good toss to lose. And I am inclined to agree. Uh, I think if even if you can get a couple of hours in, uh, the uh, uh, and bat for a decent-ish amount of time, it'll be a good patch, uh, good pitch to bat first on. But because, like yeah. you said, it's not likely to happen, the bowlers might have the edge and. I think especially both sides have bowlers who are very explosive. They yeah. can just come out and start getting really focused and put intensity on the batsman. Um, it's not going to be good. Uh, good. Con- that being said, if a batter can string together a performance between those, you know, uh, in those uh, overs that they do get to bat and kind of get like a 50 to 60 runs, um, that might even be enough. It might like 200 runs might be a very good score on yeah. these conditions. There is that as well. Like 
I don't think it's if these conditions keep there, which does look like they will. It's not going to be a high scoring match, so yeah. it may not matter that you go out bat first and you say only get two two fifty. That may still be a, a winning first innings total. Um, yeah, because like I, I guess... it's not going to cha- the conditions aren't going to change too much. You're going to go back at second, and you're probably still going to be on and off a bit. I think. So it actually, I might take that back. If we get an hour or two today, maybe better the bat first because tomorrow's probably going to be the best day out of a lot of them, and yeah. you might be able to bat through if you can bat through the majority of tomorrow. I think you might bat the other team out of the game. Yeah, you're gonna you're like, gonna be think, much better off. I think even if you got like you know stop starts, this is the thing. Like if New Zealand were to bowl first after winning the toss. Like all it takes is a player like Arushab Pant to come in and get some real quick fire runs, just like a quick fire eighty off ninety balls or something like that, and it just changes the game. And yeah, yeah. like that that's a match winning knock right there. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the and New Zealand have batters who can do the same as well. Uh uh, you know, uh, it's more likely to come from India. So th- I think if New Zealand win the toss, they have to bat because New Zealand's batting lineup suits tough conditions yeah, and batting yeah. slow and yeah. not getting overwhelmed by pressure. Um, I think if they bowl first, they kind of play into India's hand. Um, even regardless of how the like, if it's good, if they get a full day's play, they should bat first because you know you just bat first if yeah, you yeah. win the toss. Uh, uh, barring anything else, and the second part is if you um, if you are uh, you know if it's going to be stop start and tough, then yeah, you don't want to be put in the position where somebody gets a good knock like that game in a, f- a couple of seasons ago when Sri Lanka came, won the toss, and they basically got New Zealand all out for two hundred and ten, which turned out to be a good score. Because oh, yeah, Tim yeah. Stalding in the bottom of the innings got like a quick fire sixty that got them across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that. And this yes. feels like that sort of game. Yeah, I think you may be right there. As I, I may have talked myself out of my own position before, <laughs> and it's, it it does go back to win the toss. As you say, win the toss bat first. If you think it may be bowl, slightly bowler friendly, win the and you win the toss, you think for a moment. And then you, yeah, then you bat first. But yeah, um, by the way, so we've got that... a we've got a question from chat. Well, oh yeah, go on. DM for me from Morsi, which is: Do we think Coley's going to score any runs, or has old mate Kane got too many plans to keep Coley under under wraps? Has Kane got his mate covered or not? Oof. I mean, it's. I think Coley will get runs. Um... Yeah. But that being said, I don't think New Zealand are going to overly focus on one player because that's a risk in this Indian lineup. I think Australia, to an extent, did that in the Test Series. And heck, we see what they can do without Kohli, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come back from 1-0 down and win a Test at the Gabba. So, yeah. yeah, I think Kohli will get runs, but I wouldn't be worried about it. I think uh, this might be the sort of game where... Every batter knows they have to try and edge out as many runs as possible. Everyone's gonna basically play nuggety and grind out whatever they can. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, 
I sort of see it the same way, and it goes for New Zealand as well. Like, India sure will have plans for the New Zealand batters, but once again, them focusing on Kane's not going to to help them in any case because the New Zealand batting lineup can do it without Kane if they need to, and we've shown that in the past too. And and say India's gone and won in Australia without Coley, so. Um, I think this is the sort of match every player tries to get 20 to 30 odd. Like, yeah, yeah. If they can. Like everyone yeah. from your openers to your number 11. Yeah. And I see in this game that both like Coley and, and Kane will be, well, not super defensive, but they will be at their best, I feel. And yeah. they will, they'll know that, you know, they'll know this as well, that the other team will will prize their scalp at the same point know that it's won't they neither of them feel the pressure but they'll know especially that they won't have that pressure because the rest of the team will do well enough anyway so um yeah, yeah i i feel both kane and and coley will have a good game um and, and tough but they'll they'll be batting through it and and really showing their star qualities so both of them will get runs um but as you say i think it's going to be hard press runs and it'll be others that be one of the other mem- batting members of the batting either batting lineup that will actually possibly be the star with either a quick fire or some um brilliance that's just tipping the balance I like how we both decided we liked the oldest player in one team and the youngest player in the other team for <laughs> our run score not that we think they're necessarily going to be the top score but we like it like we like that yeah, yeah. idea of those two getting the top score um the yeah. well yeah uh, and, I, and i think this with the weather as well um just adding on to that that this is the sort of game for taylor as well like as you're saying the quick yeah. fire fire you know 40 or 50 that of a few balls that just tilts a, the momentum or something just shifts it slightly you know that's yeah that's the tailor that's a tailor innings just tailor made for yeah i agree that is yep i'm sure that was intentional but yeah taylor is definitely taylor and, Sa- and saudi as well down the order yeah, yeah. is oh, well definitely. capable of that yeah um i think new zealand with kyle jameson at seven and tim saudi at eight that's not a while not as strong as India's batting lineup is not terrible. No. Like, those are people that can get runs. And obviously, they have to. I think uh, we accept as New Zealand fans, India's going to. New Zealand's going to have to up their game to beat India. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. India are just a really good game, a really good team. Um, so, mm. the. You know, expect. If uh, Tim Saudi can bat, like, you know, improve his. Uh, get, uh, get, get up like another five percent on his batting, then yeah, that could that, those could all be useful runs. Yeah, yeah, every run in the lower order feels like two runs when you're in a <laughs> low scoring game. Like yeah, exactly. They're, and they're all bonus runs. They're just yeah, yeah. But yeah, and all I, of them can defend. Like Ajas Patel has shown it, um, and he's batted pretty well as well. And Trent Bolt yeah, yeah. as and Neil Wagner are well capable. Oh, well, Neil Wagner definitely, and yeah, Trent Bolt's shown that he can stick around with a with a recognised batsman and provide the support. He's not just gonna his wicket doesn't just fall. He's able to to see out a few balls for an over. You know, he can 
squeeze out a, a run and get down the other end to give a recognized batter an actual yeah you know, actual chance at it and stuff so yeah and the indian bowlers they're rough they're pretty much in the same boat right they all play ipl they all practice needing to come in if they need to hit hit out for yeah, yeah. Run, get as many runs they can do it if they just need to keep the ball out from getting them out they they can do that too um yeah like i think you said i think the more and more the rain comes the more and more i think the five bowler strategy that india's employed is the better is the good one and i think new zealand are going to do the same five specialist bowlers five specialists that is uh, batters and like I'm counting Carl Jamieson as a specialist bowler because I think that's what the team kind of counts him as. At right the moment, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we answered your question, Worsi. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I kind of <laughs> edged around it while kind of answering it. Sure, we managed something close to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teach him to be quiet there and not not join join in really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, we've got Pi in Twitch chat. Hi, Pi. Hi, Pi. I see you talking there. You type stuff. I saw it. He was there. He could come into here as well. He is in now. Um, yeah. In chat here too. And yeah, you could entirely you could come into the Discord. There's a quite a few people and the. Uh, uh, Twitch stream now. So there's Mr. Lurky, Rogue G One RL, Sad Underscore Girl, and XX Demon Kitty. Wow. Yeah, that's that's, so, that's pretty good. Welcome all. Hope you listening. enjoy our our stream yeah. here. Let's look uh, on um. Um, on the the crickets now replaying or Sky's now replaying the semi final of the twenty nineteen World Cup between New Zealand and India. It looks like it's gonna be a full replay. They've really just given up on highlights. Yeah, because yeah. that's basically the, like I said, there's no play till lunch, so we're at least a few hours away. Um yeah. me and the fool are gonna be here for at least another maybe half hour? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask. <laughs> I was checking with you. Yeah, I was saying it does say yeah. Uh, there's definitely no play until eleven thirty p.m. Um, yeah. But that was after and, my. Oh... Sorry, go on. I was saying that was yeah. Roughly our eleven p.m. was roughly our original end time, depending on everything. So yeah, I think. I think if we so... aim somewhere to where between ten thirty and eleven New Zealand time, then we'll we'll be fine. That might be hopefully yeah. too late for Pi, who's saying he's over in California. So it's 3 a.m. Yeah, so major <laughs> yeah. shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. That's some good commitment, Pi. I really like it. Thanks. What was that again? Warsi says thanks. Oh, not thanks. He says he's, he's happy to help with providing discussion points. So that's, <laughs> it's, it's good. So yes, no thanks, Wolsey. You're a helper. You're a good helper. That's right. 
Um, oh, I didn't know that either, that California is one of the centres of cricket in the USA. Sort of yeah, Silicon sense. Valley. Yeah, yeah. Silicon sort of Valley with its, yeah, <laughs> the large Indian population there. Yeah, yeah. Apparently... <laughs> oh, pie. What a... <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> I think you guys, you and I are both dads, so that's like, that's right up our alley. Yeah, that was perfect. That was great. <laughs> uh, dear. But yeah, I could see how Silicon Valley, you say, with a large Indian community would be very um, cricket focused. Uh, apparently, Silicon Valley, New. New York, Tri-City area, and Florida are the big areas for cricket. All oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Florida makes uh, sense as well. Yeah, Florida's got the Caribbean pe- peoples there as well. But there's yeah. bits of cricket everywhere because there is people from all you know all over the Commonwealth playing yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all over the USA. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's apparently a, a big scene in Philadelphia, which used to be the center of U.S. cricket. All right. Back in the day. Back in the day. When they, yeah, when they were considered a first-class side. Or I think it was Philadelphia. It might be Pennsylvania, but the state as opposed to the city. All right, that's interesting. Yeah. It's just no, it's interesting. You say it's not really a um, the U.S. is not the place where you think of cricket, but you say it's 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 plenty of Commonwealth. Um, People from the Commonwealth countries there, so it makes sense that it's it's strong, in a way, yeah, yeah. in a grass in a grassroots way. Because yeah, because Shivnareen Chandapal, who lives in Miami, is a big patron of U.S. cricket, and he uh, uh, apparently has funded and it's now there is a college level cricket tournament, oh, cool. NCAA level. So people can play cricket in college and, like, you know, there's tournaments and stuff to win. That's pretty cool. And not get paid because, you know, you play in college. But that's yeah, another yeah. discussion that's, for another That is day. another discussion. <laughs> Unfortunately, that podcast um, died. <laughs> we did have that discussion, but that never made it through. Yeah, so... Uh, my understanding is there's they play both uh, long form red ball cricket and white ball cricket in the oh, cool. NCAA. Oh, that is pretty cool. And the uh, um, <clears throat> amongst uh, other things, the oldest ever international cricket game is between the USA and Canada. As oh yeah, I think I knew that. You one. and I know. Yeah. yeah. And I think Canada were kind of considered a first-class, you know, country until like very late, like long after the, like until until the Second World War. Play uh, right, Australia right. and England were still touring there to play games, and All it was right. considered a first-class game, not a test match, but yeah, yeah, that's still pretty cool. I'm sure there's like an alternate timeline there where all those football and hockey clubs in Canada play cricket in the summer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure there is. Do we want to... Since cricket's pretty much 
non-existent at the moment thanks to the rain do we want to talk any euro 2021 or copa de america yeah so euro 2021 uh yeah it started off with one of the craziest things i've ever seen in a football field with um ericsson oh yeah and that was crazy uh i mean denmark have now been i think that they've just lost their game against belgium the but i don't think denmark yeah. are going through now i think they had a decent chance in their group to come second or third but the no, no uh, well i suppose there's still still mathematical chance that yes they're on zero points but Russia and Russia and Finland are both on three, but they've both beaten Denmark, so I guess that's um And we're a few likely. hours away. We're only a few hours away from the big game t- uh tomorrow morning, England versus Scotland. Yeah. Seven AM New Zealand time. One the, oh, yeah. another older picture of the yeah, sport. Yeah. That's sure um, to be a a good fixture really. That's gonna be um firing. Oh yeah, the. Yeah. Um, but I think we're all kind of expecting England to win. There's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's not much hope for the Tartan Army here. I'm sorry to no, say. No. no, it'll be it'll be a fierce game. I think, but yeah, I think. The only real worry for the English team is whether they get drawn into the emotion of the the match. If they just play sensible football and play what they can play then they'll easily win but yeah if they start getting into into anything else or start to be become scrappy and and really living in the moment i think scotland may may be able to get something out of it but i don't see that happening yeah i mean the last time scotland played england in a uh a competitive game for a FIFA World Cup qualifier it was June the 11th, 2017, which they drew 2-2. But Ooh. that was four years ago. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't necessarily the best England team. <laughs> yeah. And who now, what did you think about Cristiano Ronaldo? showing everyone that he is the most important sports person in the world by knocking $4 billion off Coca-Cola's value. Yeah, I heard that. That's hilarious. Oh, I heard about that. That is just ridiculous that he just... Well, yeah. what's crazy is everyone, like, this is the times we live in where pretty much he's getting crap for promoting healthy. Yeah. That's a lifestyle is... like he's just gone, yeah, don't drink coke, drink water. And like that's not that shouldn't be controversial. <laughs> it really isn't. It's like Like, it's... don't get me wrong, Coke is delicious, but it's got yeah, no yeah. nutritional value whatsoever. It's delicious, delicious sugar. Mm-mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's crazy that him saying no, water's healthier for you is somehow some massive thing it's just like yeah yeah just as you say the craziness of the times and I'm it's sure like it's probably... not like coke is some struggling startup company either like it's cooking yeah. <laughs> like yeah 
sure it's four billion dollars knocked off their share price but at the same point it's coca-cola so they're like that hurt ow that was a a deep scratch yeah like it's, it's still a scratch but it's deep we kept it they lost a dollar on their share price which is worth over 50 so it's yeah, less yeah. it's two percent of their value which is like actually that is not a nothing to sneer at like no. especially like in one second from one person but yeah what would be funnier is cristiano ronaldo had shorted coke stock beforehand <laughs> be like, now i'm rich <laughs> be funny because it's ronaldo and it's not like he's particularly um short of money either it'd be like <laughs> yeah yeah not that i think he's doing that by the way no, let no. me clarify no, clearly that's let's say he's got way too much money to worry about that. Yeah, and now do do we think Cristiano Ronaldo in this tournament is gonna beat Ali Dai's record and become the top scoring international player of all time? Ooh. He's only three goals behind. Oh then definitely. I mean that's um yeah no that's he'll score in just about every game that he plays so i think that'll definitely happen as well they miss portugal yeah so they've still got four games left in the pool i mean there's germany and france left as well but i believe of all the players whom we know for certain how many goals they've scored like we have a uh, thing Ferenc Puskas is still at the top at 808, and Cristiano Ronaldo is at 798. All right, so there is a good okay, he will be the highest scoring verified, yeah, uh, highest verified scorer, uh, by the time he retires, probably. And Lionel Messi will probably overtake him, yeah, after he retires. And um, I think that's a given, but. If you were Cristiano Ronaldo, would you try to go for a thousand? You've got seven ninety-eight goals now. It's only two hundred more goals. That's yeah. at the moment he's basically getting fifty goals a season. Yes, that's that's, that's four, four years. years. Four years, yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially if he's at PSG, where yeah, exactly. basically he's going to score heaps of goals in France and probably heaps of goals in. Uh, heaps of goals in the Europe as well. Europe as well, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Then, and France also have a League Cup, so that's a lot of games. I mean, obviously he can't play as many games anymore, but no, that'd still be an amazing record. I mean, even if he decided yeah. to like do the retirement thing of going to the US yeah, for yeah, four yeah. or five years, like I feel like Cristiano Ronaldo loves playing football. Like he just wouldn't stop playing at some top team just because he wants to even if it's not like at the top level yeah and those goals count. like if he plays first division or even second division in portugal or sorry not portugal obviously portugal are a top team but even if he goes somewhere like malta or cyprus you know yeah, yeah. in their second or third division and like or goes to like australia and plays the a-league those goals count for this yeah, yeah so exactly so, i mean thousand yeah, I goals guess... Would mean a thousand a, verified goals, yeah. Yeah, means he's playing till he's forty, which I know is not completely out of the question. Say, especially uh, if he Matthews, just 
Yeah, Stanley yeah. Matthews played till he he officially retired at seventy and famously yeah. said he'd retired too early. Yeah. Like because no he was still... Nyquist is back. I need some I think not to interrupt your little flow there, sorry, but But yeah. Hello. Oh wait, I have him That's muted. Okay. We'll put him back on. Where can I do it? Yeah. There you go. Um can No, I need to unmute him. I think he's All unmuted right. now. Thank you. Can you guys? There we go. Yeah, yeah I, can we can, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah. The awesome. Yeah, we were talking about the Euros since the cricket is not happening at the moment. The Yeah, yeah. Uh so I really like France. I liked them before the tournament. I still like them now. But I still think there's a good chance Portugal will go back to back. Yeah. I, see, mean, see, I reckon it's Portugal and then Germany, maybe. I think Germany are, are pardon my words, shithouse at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Their coach, he's, he's about to leave. I don't even know why he's coaching this tournament, Joachim Love. Because yeah. Hansi Flick is just waiting in the wings to take over. He should have just taken over now. And the players don't like him. He's already caused drama in the squad. And the team lost to North Macedonia before in the qualifying game. So, yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> that, that does say a lot. Um... And yeah, like that Group F, though, with Portugal, France, and Germany. To them, I know just... that. So, yeah. That group, France first, Portugal second. That is. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, no, I have to say, I'm currently staring at the grey sky, being sad. Yeah, same as the weather in New Zealand right now. They, we've accumulated a group of followers from all over the world and they humor us and listen to us explain cricket to them because they don't know what it is and they're trying to understand it so for three years we've been going through with the test world championships and like these tough game and then basically it might just end in a draw because it rained (laughs) (laughs) that's the most cricket thing ever well it It is really like yeah, like Martin Crow basically said that, like you know, liking cricket well enough to be good at it, like he was, was a mental illness that he suffered. Like he described it as an addiction that he had to get over. And like you, it's times like this where you're like, yeah, I can see what you mean, Marty. Like... <laughs> but it, it is the thing. I mean, it makes sense. Like occasionally you get a proper cricket match here where you can actually go to the ground. You don't, you don't really see it in international matches anymore, but in the first division matches, especially if you go out to Kent and places like that, um, uh, basically you can have a picnic and get yeah. massive, massively pissed on Pim cocktails, <laughs> Pim's cocktails while you watch the cricket on a nice sunny day. It's a great way to spend a sunny day. Sure. Yeah, we did that in Nelson during the Cricket World Cup because... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nelson's that sort of town, and it was probably the best cricket viewing, live cricket viewing experience I've ever had. Just like a nice little bank, just sat on the grass, chilled, and there's like all these nice food stalls, 
or in the back. That yeah. would be nice. And I think most of those food stalls were just like local businesses, just setting up food stalls for the Cricket World Cup. And because I don't think they usually had like, you know, a Chinese takeaway at the cricket or like a Malaysian <laughs> takeaway at the cricket. I mean, if they do, all good. But, uh, you know, like, we don't tend to see that that often in cricket grounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was likely just extra for the Cricket World Cup. But that said, it is Nelson, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. They maybe just do things differently down there and more power yeah. to them. Um, sunny weather and great Southeast Asian food. Like, yeah. Just to complain. Can't go wrong with, especially Malaysian food. Oh Malaysian yeah, food. agree. That's my, that is my genre of food, <laughs> which is what it's the food I grew up with as well. So like, no yeah, surprise. Yeah. There. Okay, uh, okay. Let me call you on this one. What? Who do you reckon is going to be the semi-final matches for the Euro? Oh, <laughs> I think England will make the semis. Um, I think yeah, Portugal will make the semis because I picked them, and I think France will make the semis. So the last semi-finalist is probably going to be Belgium. That's my four. There we go. Process of mm. elimination. Yeah. That's a good solid yeah. four, really. Yeah, okay. I mean, the Dutch don't have a lot going, that's true. The Dutch have a very good team and a terrible coach, just like Germany. <laughs> Like, I would love it if Holland were in the semifinals or in the finals because they haven't qualified for Euros last time and they didn't qualify for the World Cup last time. So they've been basically a shithouse team for the last five years. Um, And the Euros basically go out of their way to make every good team be able to qualify, like 24 qualifiers. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an upset along the way would you consider that finland win over denmark an upset or is this really like you can't really count that eh? Not i don't really. think I, denmark I think, no. were really into playing football at that point <laughs> yeah yeah and exactly I, and i guess losing one nil is better than losing three nil which is what uefa threatened to do to them if they didn't yeah. get back on the pitch yeah um which is a bit yeah, which, more the, which is like a real shithouse move from UEFA. I think we can all agree. Yeah, I think yeah, we can. I mean, it's a corrupt organization. UEFA is it's full of bribes. Yeah. yeah. So let's say it's... Well, I wasn't going to say I was surprised by UEFA's move, but it doesn't stop it being a shithouse sure. move. Yes. Yeah, I'm not surprised by any dick move that UEFA makes, or the Tennis Federation. Yeah, just white people who play no sports but make money off other people who have talent and skill. Yeah, being dick. Yeah, it's, it's just little man syndrome, right? Oh look, I'm totally shit, but make the most amount of money. Right? Well, that means I get to say, right? No, you don't. <laughs> just have to look yeah, at exactly. Tennis to me. Just have to look at tennis. No. Uh, yeah. or, or the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the going, oh no we can't have more women on the board because they talk too much yeah <laughs> yeah like just blatantly out and saying it like and i think it is turning for the olympics in japan the people are kind of not 
I don't understand why the Olympic Games didn't just tell Paris, look, you guys get 2028 now, LA gets 2032, and Tokyo gets 2024. Yeah. Because they make Because you've got to remember, these guys spend their life going to meetings. They're a board. I don't know if you've been to a lot of board meetings, but <laughs> board, board members justify their pay and the exceptional perks they get by driving things into the ground like this, stretching things yeah. out. Yeah. I, I get that. But, like, I think everybody knew that thinking COVID would be sorted out all over the world and uh, by this time, uh, like, you know, because they made the decision last year, was going to be optimistic. And, yeah. You know, the fact that we've got Euros and even Copa America is probably going to have issues down the track. But because what Venezuela had 11 players test positive for COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're forced to go ahead. Um, I I get the politics behind it because shifting it just uh, would like there uh, would cause issues and like for uh, for Copa the big one is because they want to host the 2030 World Cup in Uruguay, Argentina, Paraguay, and Chile because yeah. that would be like the hundredth anniversary of the World Cup and they wanted to go back to Uruguay and play it at the Centenario and all that stuff. Mm. Um, that great historic stadium. Um, but yeah. the uh, uh, but like if they can't host a Copa America, then you know it puts that at risk. Yeah. And just, we do you said... reckon they'll try? Sorry. Do you reckon they'll try to host it? In no, they've already I mean... put it. They're the only country to have officially put in a bid for yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, there yeah. is a serious bid. And I think the only serious bid that would be from the uh, that would be considered apart from theirs for historic reasons is if England and uh, like there was a Great bit Britain bid which is in the pipeline supposedly. So England, Scotland, be... England, yeah. Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, and Ireland together. Yeah, and it's meant to be a very serious bid, even if they haven't put it in yet. Like that, so yeah. it'll be between those two. It will pretty much be decided about whether it goes to yeah the british isles is in ireland as historic home of home soccer of, home of home football of, but, yeah or to uruguay mm -hmm. and south which America. is the home of the world cup yeah i mean it, it, it'd be curious to see i mean if if, in, if the british isles put in a serious bid that could be good but you know that's just it takes it takes more wherewithal than uh the current post-Brexit <laughs> chump of an uh, organization, of a uh, system that they've got going here. Yeah, there is that. There that, is that, that. Being said, that. That being said, though, I can see this bid coming in around 2023, just in time for the 2024, uh, 2024 elections. Yeah. You, you only have to put in the bid like, two yeah. beforehand, as long as they do it in 2024. Yeah, as long as they do it in by 2023-24, it'll be fine. And it'll yeah. give them a huge, the Conservatives at least, it'll give them a huge political boost. So I can and the, no, Boris Johnson has already said that they are going to officially put in the bid. It's already been yeah. welcomed by the government. Um, and the UEFA has already put its support behind the UK to do it. 
So it yeah. would well, be led sense. by England, with the other four being co uh, the other four countries being co-hosts in this situation. Um, but UEFA basically like told all of their other member countries not to put in a bid because they're not going to get UEFA's backing. Yeah, they're going to support the Great Britain or the UK. And yeah, yeah. which well, if they can way, pull it off, be... then it'll be, it'll be a good way because. Yeah, Brexit's still playing out. So. Yeah. It's going to take a few years before it settles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Either way, it would be a great tournament, I think. I mean, obviously, nobody wants to predict nine years into the future, given the year we had <laughs> last year. But the, uh, I think it'll be a great tournament regardless. You either have the South American great, you know, flair. And yeah. One end, and you have the... Uh, uh, the UK, like you know, either side would host a great tournament. Um, there's plenty of great stadiums in all four, uh, all five countries in Great Britain, and all four of the South American countries that want to host it. And yeah. both of them have like the advantage of like the games would be really close together. Like you'd be at most traveling a two-hour plane flight between games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the difference is for fans to turn up. The UK is a better destination you'll get more overseas fans in the yes, uk potentially you would get a lot of south american fans in south america and because buenos aires is basically like the party city of south america right and the <laughs> and the road systems and, and train systems in south america are, pre, are really good so tra people fans do travel by road pretty yeah. long distance yeah. to go watch football so yeah, I mean the bigger the bigger question is who's hosting it in 22? 22 is Qatar next year mm -hmm. and the after that it's going to be in the US it's a three three countries US, Canada and Mexico are hosting it together in 2026. Yeah. And then it make then Europe makes sense again. So, yeah, well, one, they, then... Europe might not make sense again because they just had it in 2018 where South America had last had it in 2014. Yeah. So they're both they're both kind of due for a tournament. If South America gets it in 2030, it will uh you will probably get uh or either way those two continents are probably going to get the the two world cup first two world cups of the 2030s and then you'll probably have 2038 be in China. Though China yeah. has said it's going to bid for 2034. Yeah. And FIFA might give it to them because, you know, China yeah, <laughs> I don't need to explain why FIFA might be interested in hosting a World Cup and growing the game in the largest country in the world. It's also FIFA. Yeah. Well, the, the bigger problem is that FIFA makes a huge amount of its money from overseas participants, and China is not really open to that. It would be a very... I could almost see a very petty move by India to put in a rival bid. They can't. They, they, they don't have the infrastructure to do it properly. There are better stadiums for football in India than there is in China. They're like yeah. better footballs for better football stadiums in Kolkata than there is in any anywhere in in China for football. No, to be fair, really? with the Chinese. Yeah. There'll be better football India stadiums way, by the time they get Way stronger it. and a longer history of football culture than China does. Yeah, like we've well, been playing yeah. football in uh, in yeah. India for like 100, 150 years or so. Like just it's after true, the UK. 
Yeah, but the Chinese will build them. Yeah, yeah, yeah they will build them, but the, the football cares about history, right? There's no stadium like the Salt Lake Stadium in China that doesn't have that history. There's no stadium yeah. like the stadium in Goa or the one in uh, Guwahati or the you know the one in Delhi. They're just historic stadiums that have you know they breed the game. Yeah, you don't get that at a new stadium, and like those things matter in a tournament. Though I don't like, I'm not saying India should go for it or they will go for it. I'm just saying it would be the. It's not uh, that would be a bid. That would be a genuine rival bid if it was to go up against the Chinese bid. If it was going up against China, they could bid against it. But the bigger problem, of course, I reckon, is going to be um, with the Chinese bid is the the geopolitical climate come the 2030s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would be a real FIFA move if it got really, really tense and FIFA just said, you guys can co-host it. <laughs> like Korea and Japan. Like, you guys look like you're going to get into a war if I pick one, if we pick one of you. How about you both get it? <laughs> in 2002. Yeah. But uh, Magic Miller in the voice chat. Welcome. Yep. I see uh, he's in. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's Warsi, by the way? Is that Warsi, somebody? Um, I don't know if you know him, but he's one of Adam's hockey friends. Yeah, yeah. Lives huh? down in um, Christchurch now, or Canterbury, North Canterbury. Yes. Not all of Canterbury's Christchurch. <laughs> no, no. I should. I, I realized that as I started saying it, like saying Christchurch is, is not quite right. Warsi may get very upset with me. I'll keep an eye on as the um, vitriol comes through DM at me. Is he in the yellow? He likes the yellow and greens, right? That's the North Canterbury uniform? Is that South uh, Canterbury? No, that's green and black. So yeah, I think it's yellow and green for North Canterbury. Right. Maybe he can... Um... Oh, here, I've got something coming through. Here we go. Yellow and, yellow and green is Rangiora. There we go. There you go. See? Yeah. I knew I was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obscure sports knowledge. Of course I knew it. <laughs> yeah, of course you knew it. <laughs> Why do we doubt you? No, but... I'd like to see you on Mastermind sometime, mate. Sorry? I'd like to see you on Mastermind sometime. Mastermind the shit out of me. We had the best pub quiz team. Yep. Between us... The orange one and Chardonnay. Repeat offenders. Won everything we entered. Who's the Who's the orange one? Who oh, you're the person you're going to the game <laughs> with. We don't mention his name in this podcast. It's a running gag that we never mention him by name. He's always called the orange one, the elder one, or the Holland supporter. Yeah. He, he is a bit like that. <laughs> uh, I, I, on calls, I like to think of, think of him as hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That is the <laughs> most common thing. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. All right, lads. Uh, it's been good to chat as always. I'm going to tune in more often. You guys doing this weekly? Uh, we uh... put up a podcast. We don't do the live podcast. This is the first one we've done like this. Um, but we do... Mm-hmm try and put up podcasts on um, most of the podcasting services and they go up maybe once every 
two weeks, one a month. Yeah. Between that if sort you've of... got if you've got Podbean or Apple Podcasts or any of that, like it's on there, you just look for nine six four two. Yeah. Or nice. stay in if you keep um Discord here, you'll get notifications through that. I normally put a when something goes up, I'll put a notification up in here with a link where you can go listen to it. That sounds great. We've got I a Facebook page as well. If you look Facebook. Yeah, I don't need Facebook. Anymore, so. All right, yeah. I, I, I just avoid Facebook. It means I've lost some friends, but I go, if you, I could only contact you through Facebook. We weren't that close. To me, so. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair. But yeah, always welcome um, in, in here and chat. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and are you guys likely to be on uh, again tomorrow doing this? Uh, not doing this. A... But we'll be, might be on chat for. Um, yeah. For a convo, if you want to, yeah. ch- if you want to text and say hi, we'll be around. Yeah, the, yeah we yeah. might be on the voice chat. We probably won't be streaming. No, um, yeah. we'll no. have another another stream. We've got our actual. This will be the end of season seven, for lack of a better terminology. It's the end of a seventh year of a season, football season of podcasting, and so we're going to do a live one then. I think that was the second of July. We. Schedule it as Mr. Yeah. Number Nine. That's about right. I think so. Second July. That was right. Go look. I pinned um, it. I can go look. Oh, before you go, Nyquist. Um, if we, I need you to uh, answer this for me. So, I don't, I don't know if you know, but I'm a really big fan of the a basketball team called the Phoenix Suns, and they've made the playoffs for the first time in almost, uh, basically in eleven years, and I. They were up against LeBron James, and I started wearing this jersey that my brother bought me last year. And since then, they haven't lost a game. Like they kicked LeBron James out of the <laughs> tournament, and then they swept their next, uh, the next team they played against. And they're in the and they're in the Western Finals. And I've been telling Saba that I can't take this off now. Like I just have to keep wearing it <laughs> until like they either get eliminated or win. And she's like. Why? And I'm like, look, you don't just, you just don't understand sports. <laughs> when, when, when you're on to winning uh, sort of uh, talisman, you don't yeah. throw it away. Yeah. You, so you she was telling me like, you, you take it off, you do take it off when you go for a swim and a shower. So why don't you just be naked for an hour and I'll wash it and put you on it. And I told her like, look, you can't wash it. That would get rid of the luck. Right. Like that. Definitely like, can't watch that's it. That's a wash thing, it. right? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely you, a thing. That's just how that's just logic, right? You you yeah. just wash away the luck if you do that. <laughs> you have to do a shower so that you leach some of the luck back in. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Get rid of contaminants. Look, she, she's come from the right part of the world. She understands ritualistic, <laughs> you know, sort of traditions. She, she does and she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my wife. <laughs> oh, well. Well, yeah, actually, I've just been looking. Game five, Phoenix, second, second they beat the Lakers. LeBron James. Yeah. Fine, I made the playoffs, but then I was like, yeah, I'll just wear the shirt. And then since then, they just haven't lost. They've just kept winning. So, well. You're on to a winning Czech talisman, you would yeah. be, and you love the team. Yeah. You couldn't throw it in. 
It's, and it's all it's all down to you wearing that shirt, man. If you throw it away, you know they're going to start losing. So you got to keep wearing it. Yeah, it like, uh, let me. They they weren't just not qualifying for the playoffs for the last ten. 11 years, they were the worst team in yeah, the yeah, NBA yeah. until this season. Like, and then they became the second team. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. it's like if Bangladesh suddenly were like, you know, they, world they leaders have... in cricket. But Bangladesh and... had their day in the sun. Like, they the did, 2010s. actually, to be fair. And they beat Australia, they beat England. In test matches, mm. I guess that's not yeah. a fair comparison. The Phoenix Suns were nowhere near that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I certainly agree. Uh, I'm sure if, if you need me to, you can use my my name to back me up again, like back up, back yourself up against Bobby. Yep. Yep. No. But yeah. Cool. Uh, oh, by the way, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is going to be moving back to New Zealand. You guys know that, right? In September. Is he coming back to New Zealand or was Australia? He was no, he's putting moving up... back to Auckland. Oh, really? He was putting That's up things it. about needing oh. visas into Australia, so didn't realize he was coming to Auckland. Well, he's moving back to his, uh, to stay close to his whānau for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got a, good. He's got a, yeah, him and his uh, new fiance. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It'd be nice yep. to have him back. Yes. Yeah, and she's lovely. Maybe. Ah, oh, that's cool. Well, that is good. We'll hopefully get. We'll catch up, obviously, when he's back. I guess. Yeah, After yeah. he's done his quarantine and all that. Yeah, I always. Yeah. yeah, I don't know when he's back, but we missed him last time. He came yeah. back just before the lockdowns. Yeah, yeah literally. Can... I think it was the Wednesday. Of the lockdowns, that was he was meant to be having a catch up or something like that, and then everything started. We we're all like, "Yeah, nah, <laughs> sure enough, so we're not happening." <laughs> but but in this case, he's going to be there for a couple of years, so oh quick, good, quick. It's not a full no, no, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I, yeah no, he's I've... been. Ah, oh, that should be good then. Yeah, yeah man. No. All, all things working out. If I can get into Australia, then I'm going to go visit my nephew. And obviously, when I do that, I'll come see you lot. Oh, well. cool. Oh, yeah. be good fun. That'd be very good fun. Yeah. Maybe even do a Taupo road trip because you can't go wrong with Taupo. <laughs> Don't I disagree with that. Uh, anyway, lads, pleasure as always. I'll catch up with you tomorrow as soon as the cricket's back on. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. All yeah. right. Let's take right. Catches. Catcher. Yeah, right. dude. That's pretty cool that he's... He might be back down for a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. Looks like it. Uh, well, looks like we're not going to get any play. Shall we wind it down? So, officially, it is official now, 2nd June. We're going to do the proper live stream that what can be... we expect what can we what expect can we... on that think... stream obviously we're going to be talking about the euros i'm sure and the cricket world cup yeah we'll both those obviously looking back at that and well test world championship and copa america as well yeah yeah maybe a bit of a review of just football season in general for the epl so we haven't we haven't done a review yeah. 
one we did sort of a end of season yeah prediction type one for the last it was pretty much all done by the time we were doing that but yeah yeah and perhaps uh, since we'll be near the beginning of the next season we can do a little bit of a a look forward yeah um i think by then we'll also be either in the nba finals or close to it yeah so we can be. talk a bit about that as well yep uh, yep and the there will be other cricket games on at that time so hopefully we'll be talking about that yeah um, there's a few issues around sport where we can uh get into as well and i'm th- i think the, we're going to start having some rugby are we not some international yeah. rugby to talk about and some we, league we should be having some international rugby yes we're just finishing up the super rugby australasia as well the finals on Saturday night, uh, Blues versus Highlanders is always <laughs> always good. <laughs> yep, the team yep. that got there by beating all the Aussies and losing <laughs> to all the Kiwis, the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel this year the Blue like the Super Rugby Australia is just playing New Zealand versus Australia, and the Blues had yeah. won most of the um, most of the year yeah. anyway for the Super Rugby Aotearoa. Other than losing to yeah. the Crusaders. But it's just the Crusaders didn't make it, which is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that we have a Super Rugby final without the Crusaders is, like, incredible. I can't even remember yeah. the last time that happened. It was 2017, 2016, I think they were saying. They were talking about it on the radio. Yeah. I think it's 2017 when it was um, Hurricanes Highlanders, when Highlanders won. So are they thinking we're going to go back to... Pr- normal super rugby or is south africa actually out from no as far as i know yeah south africa they withdrew from from the super rugby um i think covid sort of saved any need to address the issues of what does that mean for sansa and for the rugby championship and super rugby because they couldn't do super rugby or really and the rugby championship's been a bit um up and down about how they've been doing it anyway so um yeah they've they've just kicked that that problem down the road until they work out whether they keep doing South Africa and the rugby championship if they're not in super rugby but... yeah and there's also the obviously I think Argentina will be back yeah 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 so they still, does this mean still we invite Japan and we that's our new quadruple Potent- potentially Maybe a, I mean, a, at least we want, I think, a super franchise in Japan again, would we not? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they're looking at this. Well, they're not looking at I think there is going to be a super rugby franchise in the islands. Um, I think it's split between Suva and Apia. Oh, yeah. If I remember correctly. So Samara and, and Fiji. And um, so, yeah, so there's going to be one there. And I think. They're considering another. I think yeah, they're considering one in Japan. So they're and not they're... following our idea of having it in Honolulu and having no. it in Hawaii. No, no, not yet. So, I'm sort of surprised that it hasn't been floated or some sort of America's team. Where they say right, Honolulu would be the best place to stick one. Because but... yeah, there's no other big sports teams there, and that would be you know you've got yeah. the. Pacifica people who are yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
into rugby and stuff who are there as well. So yeah, exactly. It would be just about the perfect place to put it. So maybe one of them of Sansa will listen to our podcast and eventually and and realize that we're right. Like maybe one day UEFA and FIFA will listen to us and and understand that your your Super League concept is the right way to go, and then everything will be right yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, apparently it might go to a 12 from the looks of it, back to Super 12. So the five right, yeah. Aussie teams or be back to five Aussie teams. Yeah. Because they've got four at the moment, don't they? Um, oh, they got... I think they're back to five. They're back to five for the Australasia one because they just matched okay. up one-to-one. They had Bissay, Queensland, yeah. New South Wales, ACT... Um, Victoria and Perth and Western Australia. So they know they're the five this year. Yeah. Which matched up directly with the five New Zealand teams and they just played they just played each other each once. So well just the New Zealand teams played each of the Australian teams once. And vice versa, obviously. And that was the Yeah. I think they may have carried some ranking some rankings in from Aotearoa, um, Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby Australia, but I'm not 100% sure, like, just in terms of what they've done to beat each other, but I think maybe not. So it looks like they might do two teams in Argentina and the and the Trans-Tasman teams, but I think um, I think if you are going to have 5-5, five, five, then for Australia and New Zealand, and I don't know if that's sustainable in Australia, mm. to be fair. Um, because I think the Western Force are sustainable, like that's a team which has supporters and like yeah. the support in the local area. Because there isn't like it's basically because soccer is played in summer, they don't have a winter code other than AFL to compete with. Yeah, it's yeah, not exactly. competing with AFL and rugby league, it's only got AFL. Yeah, the um. Whereas the, yeah, like you could probably do a team in Japan and maybe a team in the islands, that's 12. And like, uh, if you got rid of the Melbourne team, you could have the Jaguars and that's, I think, a good 12. Yeah, that's a good, that is a good 12. I think 12 is probably the ideal number, maybe 14. Well, you have 14, you just add the Pacific, a Pacific team into that. And either Japan or Honolulu, depending on which direction they go, which is probably Japan. Yeah. But then you got your fourteen, yeah. and that's say so it's a nice little little number. And Super fourteen yeah. always seemed to be a reasonably compact season as well; like it didn't get too bloated. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. I would go with fourteen yeah. teams. Yeah, because there's just too much travel, right? Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's enough travel anyway, getting to Argentina and back again twice, but... Yeah. Uh, even from WA to Argentina, WA to Argentina is still pretty far, right? Like, that's... It's like the whole world, basically. Half the world. Yeah. Yeah, and then New Zealand to Argentina is the other one. Like... Yeah, it's not... It's almost a miracle to think about how long Super Rugby ex- lasted with all that travel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was all... Yeah, that would... Jitting all around the place. Really shows the society we lived in. Yeah. 
That's weird. Oh my gosh. It does feel like a product of its time. Yeah, now it does, yeah. It's crazy. But, like, this is the thing. If South Africa are not in Super Rugby and we kick them out of the Test Rugby Championship because they're not in Super Rugby, then what happens to the... Because where does South Africa go? Because the Six Nations do not want to have a Seventh Nation, apparently, because that would yeah. basically cut into the club season. Not to mention yeah. travel to South Africa. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I get the feeling that um, that South Africa will find a way to stay in the Rugby Championship and just have their teams play up in, in, in Europe. Um, but... We'll see how it goes. As I say, that was always that was always the position that was the tension that was sort of keeping Sansa together was that between Australia and New Zealand needed the money from South Africa and South Africa needed the competition from New Zealand and Australia. Uh, because that's you know, that's what they want. They wanted to play New Zealand and Australia, and New Zealand and Australia just says, Well, we need your viewing numbers and money, so you play super rugby against us. Um so yeah, I think, but I have the feeling that Sansa, well, New Zealand and Australia will just bend over and allow South Africa to continue playing. And that the is where the numbers are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's probably not financially viable to do it the other, to try and kick them out and try and do it alone. But I mean, if it, it becomes a much smaller competition, it becomes financially unviable to keep the All Blacks here, right? They would have to move yeah they would you know to because they would there's no way we could pay them that much money yeah exactly the all blacks have got to be traveling around to get all the money that they get they got to be be yeah playing you know these big teams and everything too so oh well we'll yeah. see how it works out mm-hmm Anyways, I guess I have to head. So Okay, good. Well, in which case, I guess we say goodnight to Magic Miller and Warsi. Magic Miller and Warsi. And the remaining Twitch well. on okay, who, the Twitch. Who's left over in Twitch? Uh, wow, we've Pretty still much. got a bunch of people in Twitch. Twitch yeah, so I guess night. Another, another shout out viewer. to Aten. Aten, yeah. Commander Root, Discord for st- small streamers, like that guy. Furin Pie, Mr. Loki, Rogue Girl, Sad Girl, and Demon Monkey, uh, Demon Kitty. Yeah. Right to you guys. Well, that's Thank more maybe morning for those guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Remember staying up and staying up. Okay. Oh. I'll see you later. See you next time. Hey.